This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope this message meets you where you are and elevates you to where God is taking you. Enjoy the message. And um, this is We Exist, and today we're going to talk about We Exist as a church so you can fulfill God's purpose. I'm going to say it again. This is what we're going to uh, be talking about today. We exist as people and as a church, the vision of our church. A huge part of our vision is this. We exist so that you can fulfill God's purpose. Um, so if you want to open your Bibles, I'm going to jump around some scriptures today. I'm not going to just stay in one place in the word. We're going to kind of jump around a bit. But if you want to turn to Psalm chapter 20, verse 4, we're going to start there and let me pray um, as we get into this. Father, we thank you, Lord, today for your word. We thank you for purpose inside of the heart of every person. Father, I thank you that you never create a person or bring them into the earth without putting purpose inside of them. So I pray that you, God, by your spirit and your word, speak to the greatness inside of people today. Speak to the purpose inside of them. God, stir up the divine purpose inside of every person as we get into the word today. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. All right, let's do this. Psalm chapter 20, verse 4. As you're turning there, or if you wait there for a moment, I just wanted to say, Crystal Gill and I love you guys, and we can't wait to see you. We are in the process of praying and planning on how to gather again uh, and, and the timing of all that. So stand by, uh, but we are in the process of planning and praying for us to gather again at church soon. So, Psalm chapter 20, verse four, here we go. We exist as a church so you can fulfill God's purpose. Psalm chapter 20, verse four says, may he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. I'm gonna read that scripture again. This is the prayer of, of my heart and, and Crystal Gale's heart. This is literally our prayer for everyone at Hopeland Church, that he may grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all of your purpose. Uh, you know, fulfill. God wants to fulfill things. I mean, this is purpose is the reason you're here. It is the why you are here. It is uh, God's desire to fulfill, to bring to pass, to bring to fruition, to bring forth, to manifest the purpose that's inside of you. We as a church and I as a pastor live to see the purpose of God come forth in your life. That is God's heart. Fulfill. What does that mean? It means to accomplish. It means to confirm. It means to complete. It means to bring to the end that he may grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. Here's another one. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 27. For the Lord of hosts has purposed has purpose. Purpose is in the heart of God and it's in the mind of God. God does everything with purpose. 
You know everything he created, there's a purpose. You being here, there's a purpose. You having the parents you have, there's a purpose. You having the education you have, there's a purpose. The neighborhood you were born born into and raised in, there's a purpose. The household you came up in, there's a purpose. Um, even, even the things that didn't work out, there's a purpose in that too. Everything you've, you've done, your whole life experience, there is a purpose. For the Lord of hosts has purposed. That is how God operates. God just doesn't do things to do them. He has a purpose. God just doesn't um, give you gifts and abilities and talents. There's a purpose. There's a reason. There's something attached to this that's bigger than us. There's something inside of you that's bigger than you. There's a plan inside of you that's bigger than you. There, there's a plan inside of you that you don't even realize all the ins and outs and the outcome of it, but it's there. There's a purpose. It says in the word of God, Isaiah 14, 27, for the Lord of hosts, has purposed. It says, who will annul it or, or frustrate it? Who's gonna, who's gonna break it asunder? Who's gonna cast it off? Who's gonna cause it to cease? Who's gonna defeat God's purpose? Who's gonna disappoint or dissolve or make of none effect? And the answer is nobody. When God has purposed something, nobody can stop it. When God has purposed us as a church community, Hopeland Church, to be right here in Boyle Heights, in our facility, doing what we're called to do and reaching and equipping and discipling people and, 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 and connecting with community organizations in our neighborhood, that is something that God has purposed and who's going to annul it. And it says also, his hand is stretched out. Who will turn it back? We got to understand that when it comes to purpose and, and the heart of our church, the heart of our vision is to see this come to pass in people, to see them discover this and fulfill this. And this is the point is this is God's thing. Purpose is God's thing. Purpose isn't my thing. Purpose isn't human ingenuity. Purpose isn't human effort. Purpose isn't humanistic. Purpose it doesn't come from humans. Purpose comes from God. It's how God operates. If people have any thought towards purpose or, or a reason, I'm here to tell you, even if they aren't living for God, the idea of purpose came from God himself because you know everything God does, he purposes for the Lord of hosts has purposed. He has purpose. Purpose, you know, check it out. It tells us, this is purpose. It tells us that our pain, our failures, our trouble, our mistakes, and our life experiences are never wasted. It, God, purpose uses everything. Purpose has the ability to re-engineer and repurpose pain. Uh, God will take pain and it becomes purpose in Christ. God will take a mistake and he'll create purpose on the other side of it. God will take um, things you've done you wish you never did and God will use it for his purpose. God will do things that you didn't even try to do and make it purpose, all right? God will, God will do things um, that you aren't planning to do, but it's purpose, all right? Uh, you know, purpose tells us that. It tells us that. Purpose, um, you know, uses everything for his glory, everything. Uh, he uses everything. There's nothing lost. I, I believe uh, that, that, that we at times, we'll take our failures and throw them on the trash heap. And God's like, no, give me that. Let me, let me, let me run that through uh, my, 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 my heart and my purpose and, and my blood, and, and, you know, the blood of Jesus. Let me run that through the word of God. Let me run that through the mind of God. Watch every failure, every mistake, every wrongdoing, every, everything that, 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 every hurt, every pain. Is, is God says, no, don't throw that away. 
allow me to put my hand on it and watch me repurpose it, right? We, we, in the, we live in this world where, you know, we, we recycle everything. We, we, we reuse everything. I mean, even companies are creating products. And I mean, whole organizations, whole industries are created on, 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 on repurposing things. And, and if, if human beings can do that, where do you think they got that? You know, uh, God recycles everything. He reuses everything. He repurposes everything. So what we need to do is take your failures, take your mistakes, take the junk from your past, and ha let's, just ha let's just bring all that to God and watch what he does with it. Don't discredit everything from your past, from God putting his hand on it and using it for a purpose. So the purpose of everything in our life, good, bad, ugly, wrong, right, I mean, fill in the blank, is God will use it for his purpose. And he does use it for his purpose. If you think about any, any person in the word of God, the Bible, the narrative, God did not discredit anything from their past. He used it. He wants to use it. He wants to repurpose it. He wants to sanctify it, touch it, and watch what God will do with it. He wants to use people like you and me and everything we've been through, all right? And if the purpose of humanity and creation is to give him glory, what makes you think that even the things in life that were unfavorable and hurtful and wrong, that God can't use it for his glory? He has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. When foolish gets touched by God, it becomes wise. When abused gets touched by God, it becomes healing. When, when, when forsaken or, 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 or forgotten gets touched by God, they, they, they become accepted in the purpose of God. So we got to understand this, that this is just really solid theology that anything in our life is, is can and will be used for his glory because all of creation was created to give him glory. And, and, and God wants to use it. He wants to touch it. He wants to move on it. I'll be honest with you. I didn't really feel like I had much of a testimony when I first got saved because my best friend has a wild testimony. I mean, he, he and in my mind, I didn't think I really had one. I, I thought, you know, I mean, I'm just a skater and, you know, um, I, I wanted to get, I wanted to be saved and live for God. And, and then his story is just so, from my perspective, it's a little wild. Like he ODs on drugs. He's just flying out wild, um, ends up in the hospital because he's tripping so hard and he has this encounter with Jesus. And I'm like, man, who can compete with something like that, right? He said when he was tripping on his drugs, he heard the flames of hell and, and the devil was talking to him. And then, and then we brought him to church. He's radically saved. I'm like, man, I mean, who wants to share their testimony next to that one? But, the, but when I just shared my story of how Jesus touched me, I started, whoa, I actually do have a story to tell. And so God, I want to encourage you. Your story doesn't have to be like anybody else's, but you have one. You have one. 
You have many. You have more stories to tell than you realize. And God wants to use it all for his glory. And when he's glorified, you're fulfilling your purpose. Here's my first point, church. Purpose is heaven's counsel on the earth. And you happen to be on the earth. It is heaven's counsel. That's what purpose means. It means counsel. It means advisement, right? It means, you know, advisement. You know, you, you got to realize that your story is God's advertisement. It is your purpose to advertise the king. It is your purpose, okay? Purpose is heaven's counsel on the earth, and that is you. You are purposed to be heaven's counsel on the earth. Exodus chapter 9, verse 16. This scripture is a trip, okay? Uh, and that's my, uh, um, in looking at this, this, this scripture is a trip because He's talking about Pharaoh, okay? And look at God's purpose here. For, but indeed, for this purpose, I've raised you up. And this was Moses speaking to Pharaoh, the word of the Lord. It was, but indeed, for this purpose, I've raised you up, that I may show my power in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth. That even when we look at things that don't look so great out there in society, Pharaoh was, was somebody that God brought judgment on, but God still found his purpose in there. God's purpose still worked. He raised up a deliverer, delivered God's people. And it was those people generations down the road that, that, that God used to um, show his power and that um, his name would be declared in all the earth. The purpose is heaven's counsel on the earth. And here is my second point, is, is that purpose is complex. All right, there is layers to this. There is complexity in purpose because the intricacy of the way God made it, made us and created us, there is complexity in the design of God and in the purpose of God. There is complexity. There is, um, there is uh, you know, the divine wisdom of God. You know, purpose is simple when, with respect to our relationship with Jesus, that that is our purpose, just to love God and love people. And that is simple. But the way that God um, works purpose in all these aspects of our life and our experience and the dynamic, multifaceted approach to the purpose of God inside of you um, and the way that what God does in us and through us when we're in purpose, that is multifaceted that is that there's dimensions and layers to the purpose of God the purpose of God just isn't me doing what I like and doing what I want and me feeling happy about my life purpose is complexity there's there's mystery in this purpose for God to tell Pharaoh man I raised you up and I purpose this so that my name would be glorified in the earth there's mystery and purpose purpose is revelation Purpose is a revelation, people. Purpose is a revelation. Purpose is something that you need God to take the covers off your eyes to see something bigger than what's, what we see with our natural eye. 
Purpose is divine in nature. Purpose comes from the heart of God. Purpose is a revelation for the broken. Those that will be that are willing to be broken before God. Those that are willing to allow God to crush the pride, to, 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 to destroy the selfishness and the self-will and the self-preservation. Purpose is a revelation for the broken and it is fulfillment for the humble that you will find yourself um, fulfilled in this natural world with purpose is a part of your life. The, the purpose that God gives you, you know, you know, is, is purpose is God's plan taking place through us. There, 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 there is something complex and profound and mysterious about purpose. Um, this isn't some linear mental ascent of, of, of accomplishing things. Purpose is God's counsel in the earth, and it is um, God's plan taking place through us. Um, my wife and I did not plan to have our third child, uh, Luciano. It was not in our plan. When we found out about it, we went through a season of shock. And um, I was like, man, you know, my wife got pregnant. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, girl, you need to be careful of that, okay? Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, it was, I played into it as well, okay? We both are held accountable for having a child, right? But this is the point, is that it wasn't our plan. But Luciano is God's purpose for my life. This was this, I, I can't blame God for it, but this is the thing that even in things I don't plan, my wife and I were talking about this this week, we can't live without Luca. I mean, we don't, we can't imagine life without Luciano in the house. Um, but it wasn't our plan. It wasn't something I purposed, right? Not necessarily, right? Not purposefully, emphatically saying we're going to do this, right? It, it happened and we played a part, but... The point is, is that God's purpose overrides our plan, um, that there is something profound and amazing about this baby in our home, my, our, our third child, right? And it is the purpose of God in our family. So purpose is heaven's counsel in the earth, and purpose is complex. Purpose is comp there, There's so much to this. It's it's purpose is the word of the Lord inside of you, uh, making its way through you. It is it is purpose is the seed of the word in you. Slowly and daily, every step of the way on your journey, producing fruit and 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 bringing um, you know Christ's nature into your life and into your being. Uh, you know, the purpose of God is, 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 is not something that we all can just naturally grasp. It is God's plan and counsel moving us and shifting us and, and, and ministering to us and, and, and bringing us um, into what he's called us to do. Uh, let's look at Mark chapter one, verse 35. And and here's Jesus, and, um, and he talks about purpose right here. Um, but Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it says, Now in the morning, having risen long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. 
And there he prayed. Uh, verse 36, and Simon, those who were with him, searched for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, uh, because for this purpose I have come forth. Verse 39, and he was preaching in their synagogues throughout uh, all Galilee and casting out demons. And so Jesus um, had some demands on him uh, from people. Uh, they, they were looking for him. But he said, we must go for because for this purpose, I have come forth. I am committed to something um, that is God calling me to go somewhere and to do something. That the demands of life and people um, are secondary to what this Jesus, right? That, that he was uh, committed to is purpose. The Bible says, for this purpose, the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Um, and it goes on to say that um, he heals a leper and then he told the leper, hey, don't tell anybody uh, because I'm not trying to get this out yet. And guess what the leper did? He went and told everybody. And so because of that, Jesus had to um, not go into the open city areas. He had to kind of minister, you know, um, you know, and not be seen so much. And so in, and this is purpose. Jesus didn't plan for this. Um, this person did something that Jesus told him not to do, but Jesus was in purpose. Um, there was something that Jesus was carrying, you know, and even when Jesus was about to go to the cross, he says, man, could this, um, could this pass for me? Could this, maybe I can get out of this per se. Um, and I'm paraphrasing, but then he said, for this purpose, for this purpose, I came. Um, and we, as Christ followers, um, I, want to, I want to challenge you to stay committed to purpose. Um, and purpose won't always agree with everything else out there. And purpose won't always line up with the status quo. A purpose won't always garner agreement from everybody. A purpose um, will challenge not only you, but it'll challenge those close to you. Uh, purpose is something we live for because of what God put in us. It is, it is our compass for life, right? And so G they were like, hey, they're looking for you. And, and then he's like, look, for this purpose, I've come. I need to go to these towns. He goes there, somebody gets healed, and then he had to adjust his plan. See, um, adjusting a plan doesn't change purpose, right? Adjusting, making adjustments, having to preach to a camera through YouTube um, is a change of plan, but it is not a change of purpose. Having to meet with, uh, I'm just talking about my purpose, having to meet with our leaders through Zoom, as opposed to being with each other, hanging out and having some snacks and some coffee. Because I personally, I love food and snacks and coffee while I meet. Who likes to meet without food, right? And so, but the, the plan has changed, but the purpose has not. Plans change, purpose never changes. God, God will use a change of plan and still his purpose will happen, right? And so here, here's my third point, guys. Here's my third point. Purpose 
is a burden you carry. Purpose is not some cute little thing you, 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 you capture just because you read a book. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, because if it's not a burden, it's not purpose. I mean, and, 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 and I'm talking to everybody. I'm not talking to just preachers. I'm not just talking to people that feel called to be a pastor. I understand we can look at that office and that approach toward life or that calling and say, wow, that's a burden, right? Because, you know, because my wife grew up and she's a pastor's kid. She never wanted to be a pastor's wife because she saw the burden, right? She is like, no, thank you. But God had a different purpose. That was not her plan, but God's purpose happened. But the point is this, is everybody has a purpose. And I'm saying that purpose is a burden. There's something that, that bothers you. There's something that troubles you. And that is a sign of purpose. There's something that pains you. That is purpose. There's something that you feel obligated and responsible to fix, to change, to speak into, to make a difference. That is purpose. And purpose is a burden we carry. And it's not the burden. I know when you start talking about burdens, people are like, oh, I got a burden. Oh, I got a burden. No, that's not a burden. That's a, that's a stronghold of heaviness. No, a burden is, 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 is a responsibility. It is a weight to it, but it does not have to vex us or trouble us. It is what we choose to carry to, to make a difference in our world. Okay, purpose is a burden we carry. Jesus said man, I wonder if I can get out of this. I wonder if this could pass for me. I wonder if I don't have to drink this cup. But he said, no, for this purpose, uh, I have come. And he bore it, you know? Um, so you can't lead someone to breakthrough when you don't have a burden for them, right? So so purpose is that um, it with, with the burden, it just makes us all the more effective, Um what you break for, you can bring breakthrough to. Um, if it doesn't break you, it's probably not purpose, right? Um, you know, if, 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 if it doesn't bother you enough, it, it's probably not purpose. Uh, but there's something in you that troubles you. When Jesus looked out and he saw sheep with no shepherd, purpose. Um, you know, when... Um, uh, Father Greg Boyle, who was a priest right here in this neighborhood we're in, when he saw the gang members in the neighborhood, and this is back in the 80s, 90s, and it was when uh, you know gang activity was at an all-time high. He saw it, and he was burdened, and he, 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 he created, uh, he did so much in this neighborhood, literally right here on this block, reaching out to gang members. He created Homeboy Industries. He was burdened. Uh, Purpose without a burden is not purpose, all right? And so, so, so my burden is somebody else's breakthrough. Uh, my purpose is somebody else's promise, right? Purpose is more about responsibility than reward for me. Uh, purpose is more about calling than comfort. And, and purpose is literally heaven's mandate on your life to make a difference in the earth. Yeah, so purpose is a burden we carry. Um, purpose isn't cute. I think sometimes we're more infatuated with the idea of purpose than purpose itself. Purpose is God, God's fulfillment. It's where we find joy. 
but it's not, um, it's, it, I think we romanticize purpose. If you look at purpose in the Bible, uh, many of times uh, when you look at the word purpose in scripture, it was really God's judgment towards the wicked in the Old Testament. Like when you look up the word purpose. Um, and so purpose isn't, um, isn't cute. Um, I think the idea of purpose is overrated and true purpose is, n- is not lived enough. I'm going to say that again. The idea of purpose is overrated. Um, and, you know, and this is why, because everybody has purpose, but not everybody lives purpose. Because when you live purpose, you're going to carry a burden. When you live purpose, you're gonna, there's going to be a cost to it. When you live purpose, there's going to be a price to it. When you live purpose, it's not going to be just how you think all the time and just what you want all the time. Purpose is bigger than me. Purpose is for others. Purpose is for God. Purpose is fulfilling because it's God's impact in the earth. But it's a price I'm, am I willing to pay when I take it on? We as a church, uh, our vision is that you would fulfill God's purpose, not just find it out, not just celebrate the fact that it's there, but actually fulfill it. That's why in our vision, man, that's why it's in there, to fulfill it, to walk it out, to to weather the storms. I mean, if you look at the early church, man, those early apostles shipwrecked, beat, left for dead, and they got up and kept preaching. That's purpose. Somebody say purpose. I mean, Jesus going to the cross and all that he went through for the joy set before him, that's purpose. Um, If you look at even Dr. Martin Luther King, um, not everybody wanted to do that. Not everybody wanted to be the voice of that movement. And, but he was willing and he paid a price. He paid a price uh, for purpose. All right. And so um, even in uh, my wife and I pastoring Hopeland Church, this hasn't been, uh, you know, this has been a bumpy road, you know, um, even just my own journey with this is I remember when uh, Pastor Jay, the founder of the sanctuary, planted Sanctuary LA. I wasn't even initially necessarily even on the team. Uh, I wasn't. I just, I felt a burden to come to LA to be a part of the team. And I remember even saying, hey, I'll, uh, I, we just had, um, uh, we were, my wife was pregnant. We were about to have Giovanna our first daughter, and I think maybe with that, he's like, hey man, maybe he wants to focus on his family and all that, but I remember even going to him. This wasn't like, you know, it wasn't handed to me. I was like, hey, um, hey, I'm down to be a part of the team. I want to be a part of this, okay? He's like, okay, but initially, he was just moving forward with it. I was just in the office in another another department, and I said, you know, and then even coming here and us um, having to go to multiple locations and and just I wasn't the pastor um, and, and me saying, hey, I think we should start a Bible study. I, you know, and uh, us having there were times where we didn't even know where we were going to gather. We literally did not know. And but it seems like we always had church. We never had a week without church, though. Um, and so uh, just being a part of the journey was wasn't um, and we were just going for this. It was very raw. Um, it wasn't so clear and cut out. There was no promise of anything. There was, it, you know, and even um, uh, even this building here, though it was a blessing the way it all worked out. But this thing has been a journey and I would not have stayed in the mix of this since 2012 if I wasn't burdened by purpose. If it wasn't a burden, I wouldn't have continued. 
but there was something God was doing in my wife and I through the process that we did not see the outcome, but we were moved with a burden for something. I felt like I could not leave. I felt like this, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't leave. I, I don't know the outcome, but I'm going to stay. I don't know if where we're going to have church this coming week, right? Uh, but I was like, I can't not do this. I, I don't, like, it's like I have a choice, but I don't have a choice. It's kind of like, you know, people talk about, um, you know, um, uh, what's his name? You know, swallowed by the whale. Uh, it, you know, people say, man, he, he had a choice. No, no, no. Like that whale got him to where he needed to be. Uh, but, but you know, um, but I, uh, I, w- I have a choice, but I can't just lift this burden off of my heart. I got to, there's a reason I need to stay in this. There's a reason I need to commit to these people. It's bigger than me. And, and, and so I just want to encourage you guys that, 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 that if you feel a burden in any area, it, it, it could be that that is the purpose of God for your life. Here we go. I got one more verse here. One more verse. Acts chapter 26, verse 15. This is the Apostle Paul, okay, um, near the end of his life. And so he's sharing about his encounter with Jesus. Um, and near the end of his ministry here. We're in Acts 26, all right? Um, and he's, he's, he's done a lot of ministry. Uh, we just read one, um, you know, from Acts 19. Um, oh, I didn't even read that one. Acts 19, verse 21, I'm gonna read that. Acts, Acts chapter 19, verse 21. Then these things were accomplished. Paul, here it is, purposed in the spirit. When he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, I don't know how to say that word, to go to Jerusalem saying, after I have been there, I must also see Rome. I must. He purposed in the spirit. He's like, I must go there. He was burdened for that city. He's like, I gotta go there. And if you even look in the, in the book of Acts, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that went down in his life up to this point. Persecution and trouble and this and, and, and contention in the church world and, 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 and in leadership. And yet he still said, I must go to Rome. And that's what it was like. My wife and I was like, I must go to LA. I must be there. I must go there. It is, it is God's will for us. So here it is. Let's go down. Acts chapter 26, verse 15. So I said, who are you, Lord? He's telling the story of his encounter with Jesus. And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Verse 16, but rise, stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose. I have appeared to you for this purpose. What? To make you a minister and a witness, both of things which you have seen and of things which I will yet reveal to you. Verse 17, and I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you for this purpose. For this purpose, I have appeared to you for this purpose. And there was this mandate, there was this call, there was this place, this movement in in, in Apostle Paul's life to go. And he said, I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you, to make you a minister to make you a minister, a servant, to make you, I, I've, I've, I've appeared to you for this purpose. I want you to hear this. Is this for everybody out here? Because this is what purpose does for us. 
to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and things which, which I will yet reveal to you. And so here's my next point. Purpose is where we're developed spiritually. I'm going to say it again. Purpose is where we are developed spiritually. It is where we grow and develop in our walk with God. The Bible says that Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. He developed in stature and spiritual wisdom on the road of purpose, okay? And so God wants to get you in purpose, not just for others, but for you. That's why I said purpose is complex and there's layers. Why? Because God's calling you in purpose to change other people's lives, but he's actually also calling you into purpose to develop you and to develop Christ's likeness in you. There's only one place that you're really going to develop and grow in your walk with God, and that is in purpose, where he will make you into what he's calling you to be. And here is my last point, is, is that in purpose is where gifts begin to operate and flow. It's where you're developed spiritually. And this is my last point. A spiritual gift is God's ability working through you. And that happens in purpose. God ignites, breathes, brings life, unlocks spiritual gifts in you. And that's, in, that's where he makes you. That's where he develops you. That's where he cracks open the spiritual gifts inside you. So once again, spiritual gift, a spiritual gift is God's ability working through you, all right? One of the ways God develop, develops us is when he positions us in purpose and releases spiritual gifts through us. That It's for others. Those gifts are for others, but God uses purpose to develop you as well. And so, uh, I hope this message encouraged and spoke to you. And I just want to pray for everybody out there right now. I want to pray for your purpose and the purpose of God inside of you. I want to pray as I started that our prayer is that God would grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. So Father, right now in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that you would grant everyone, Lord, give them their heart's desire, what you put in them. And I pray they fulfill all their purpose. I pray that they don't just look at it and see it and discover it. Father, I pray they fulfill it. I pray they walk it out. I pray that they're matured and the spiritual gifts in them are released in a new and a fresh way in this next season in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you enjoyed the message, and my prayer is that it inspired and challenged you. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings, and to stay connected, just follow us on social media. Remember, there's always hope, and your future in God is great.